For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. And now, now, it's the Mike Calter Show. It's the Mike Calder Show. It's 1025 The Bone, 838 on a Friday morning. In the studio with us is a very funny Giannis Pappas who uh, I, I couldn't decide whether or not I had, we had actually met before. And I don't think we've ever, we've seen each other for years on Zooms, but I don't know if we'd ever been in the same room together. Yeah, no, we have. Uh, Am yeah. I as sexy as you expected? Sexier. That's what I want. Sexier. Hear. That's the yeah. Correct You're thinner in person. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> sitting behind the desk. So uh, good to see you, my man. Good to see you. Good to be here. Uh, Giannis is going to be at Side Splitters tonight and tomorrow, 8 and 10.30, both shows. Make reservations to see him at SidesplittersComedy.com or uh, go there and check it out. My intention, I was telling you, is to go to the show on Saturday. That's what I like. But then I, right as I was saying that, a half hour later, I was like, maybe I'll go to a Lightning game on Saturday because it's a playoff game. And I'm like, God damn it, I forgot already. So my intention is to go to the Lightning game or your show, which means I'll probably just fall asleep around. I was going to say, what he's trying to say is he will not go to either. No, I'm, yeah. uh, you're on my priority list. Yeah. I know that doesn't matter. It's not like you're going to look out and see me and go, oh, good. Thank yeah, you, thank yeah. God. yeah. It's good that you just reminded all of Tampa that there is a lightning game. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not like they could just pick up and go. Right, nobody, right. nobody, if you had tickets already, you had tickets. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're okay there. Early shows, I think, are sold out. Late shows, two late shows, oh. fill them up. Yeah. People now, a couple of things that remind me. People are like, uh, I know that name, Giannis, because you don't come here a lot. No. You haven't I, been here in a long time. I know I, that because you've not been on the show. And you know, Tarpon Springs is right there. Yeah. I should yeah. go. Oh, you like, and, he's here. Yeah. And, they, you know, it's great. That's how supportive Greeks are. The shows are not sold out. <laughs> and this is like the most Greeks outside of Greece. And Tar- Do they still die for the sponsors? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Do you yeah. know we have a big uh, scam with that? Do you know about that? No. The, the epiphany thing? No. So I used to work with this guy. And uh, we were like, what can we do? For the epiphany, because all the news stations cover it live, it's a big deal. And if you don't know, this is where a bunch of Greek kids go out into the water on a chilly January day, and uh, the priest throws a cross in the water. The kids all jump in to get it. Whoever retrieves it and comes out is supposed to have good luck for the next whatever years. Usually, and this is no joke, in uh, Tampa, the person who catches it ends up going to jail at some point. They're like, well, like almost all the kids are caught and end good up luck. having a record. Yeah. So um, we were like, what can we do? So. We got the cross, and then we made a bunch of crosses like that, and we put fishing weights on them so that they would kind of float midway in the water. So when the, he threw it in there, they would be confused, and they'd all come up with crosses. <laughs> and, I mean, we were out with scuba gear and head mass the night before trying to plant it. And then the problem was they floated too far to the bottom, but they saw them before they did it and everybody's watching it on tv and they're like oh there's some sort of delay out there and you see the divers pulling crosses out it was, it was pretty funny as it was but yeah uh i they they have the sponge docks over there and it's really good food really good you guys love the octopus man oh yeah 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 it's 
Yeah, you, when it comes to lamb and octopus, like who's the biggest predator? People go like, "Oh, it's the wolf for the lamb." It's, no. Like, no, it's Greeks. Greeks, yeah, yeah. I love the I love the Greek food, man. I will it's eat good. over there. It's great. So now, speaking of of this, the first time we ever did a podcast together, I think it was the first time you were on Calvin Kelly during the COVID. You mentioned that you had a fish that died, and you put it in your freezer. Do you remember that? Uh, I think that, your son had a fish or something. No, I think that Sal Volcano has. You know, no, we some we made you go unwrap it. Uh, no, what I, was it? maybe it wasn't you. Ne- it wasn't me. No, was it Sal? I think it's Sal because I know that Sal has a fish that he's that's died that he's kept in his freezer <laughs> like a psychopath. Like a yeah, that's like I don't know. He he's got a. He's got the corpse of a fish in his freezer. Yeah, yeah. isn't that nuts? That is I weird. That was you. That's why I was going to grill you about that. No, yeah, that's not me. Oh, yeah, you have kids. I know it was somebody. I thought they were keeping it for their kid. Yeah, he didn't have kids. I think he kept no. it for himself. Yeah, yeah. he's a weirdo. Yeah, he's uh, a weirdo. I, no, it makes him the, the most weird is that he's friends with Joe DeRosa. Yeah, anyone who's friends with Joe DeRosa. I love Joe, but it just seems like he lives a weird life. Like, I bet you there's weird things about Joe that we don't know. Well, Joe's adopted, yeah. so, you know... Is he adopted? He was adopted, yeah. So he's probably not That's even Italian. I call him old Joe. He left in a basket. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He's probably not even Italian, Joe. Can you imagine that? He's like uh, he's Joey a, sandwiches and all that stuff. He's probably not even Italian. His family, his adoptive family uh, was Italian, but he's Egyptian. Yeah. Oh, he knows. He, he did a little 23andMe He action? did a 23andMe. Yeah, he's got a little Ethiopian in there. He's mostly Egyptian and Ethiopian. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, he's got a joke about it. He's like, not even one drop of European blood. That's right. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, an, he's Arab. Mine? Did you do yours? I did mine. And they, they were like, congratulations, you're Greek. It, well, no, there's, a, there's some Turk in there as well. Were you surprised by any of it? No, I wasn't Me surprised. Either. Well, the Greeks were enslaved by the Turks for about 400 years, so... A little raping going on. It's a little bit. Yeah. They got in there a little bit. I mean, bit. maybe not your family. Maybe your family fell in love. It's a Other co- families were raped. Yeah, it's just a little forced copulation yeah. there. Mine came Special back... Special sauce of history. <laughs> <laughs> mine came back and it said, congratulations. You're Italian, just like we expected. Hundred? No, it was yeah. like it was like sixty-seven percent. Yeah, and then the rest was all right around the area, and then a couple of uh, Ethiopians snuck in there. Yeah, a man. few Ashkenazis mixed their way over. Oh wow! I was, yeah. I was like ninety-eight point eight uh, Irish. Yeah. I'm like all Irish. Oh, you could tell that from looking at yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Sure. You you got five more years, and then it looks like you climb Mount Everest for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Irish don't age well. No, well they all. They all look the same when they're old. Yeah. They all got tough. You got three different categories. You got tough guy, little guy, and fat Irish guy. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Which one am I? You're going to be. <laughs> you're three and one. You're going to be the old guy with the forearms, the big yeah. Popeye forearms. Think so? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Giannis Pappas is here with us. Giannis has done. Now, you did uh, the History Hyenas. Yes. With Chris Stefano. What made you guys think you knew so much about history? Or did you look it up? Well, we I majored in history in, in, uh, in you college. You majored in history? Majored what do you want his- to do, teach history? Yeah, no, it's just like you're just basically wasting your parents' money when you go to school to to get a history or English. Yeah. It's like you're, you're basically getting another uh, high school diploma. Right. What yeah. do you, what do you, I mean, you're going to, you're learning a little bit more detail about stuff you already learned in high school. Yeah, yeah. You should, like, nobody should be allowed to go to college for history or English anymore. No. Like, you we can't go. know it. Yeah, and it's like. That's why we're losing to China because there are people like, oh, I went to, I, I majored in English. You're like, oh, so you majored in the language you learned at four years old, right? And then they go, you know what? We know English over here. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's so easy. Idiot, a waitress or uh, you know a cab driver came over here and taught it to us yeah. for some extra money. Yeah, no, their language is like 
much harder than ours. Yeah, it's ours alien. is just like letters. Theirs is like a crossword puzzle. Can I run my alien theory by you? Absolutely. Because Galvin says it's racist. I don't think it is. You think they're Asians? I think they're Asians. Right. I think they're Mexicans. I think the Asian people. You said aliens, right? Right. I think the legal Asian, ones are le- okay. Asian people uh-huh. are a hybrid of humans and aliens. That when the aliens came and visited millions of years ago, they procreated with humans and they made Asians. And here's why I think this. Every time somebody describes seeing an alien, what do they say? Short, slanted eyes, real smart. Yeah. And uh, squatting, eating food out of a styrofoam container. <laughs> that too. Fast <laughs> as all hell. <laughs> yeah. You ever go to Japan? Uh, never been there. They tell you you're supposed to slurp the, noodle, the noodles. Yeah. But I still can't bring myself to do it, but I watched them do it, and it is amazing they slurp they like with the sucking power of uh hopefully most asian women i mean they <laughs> crush those noodles it is unbelievable yeah that's an interesting theory because you're saying the gray aliens are described as being asiatic yes yeah they it's not an insult i don't even know how it'd be racist i mean if you look at the physical features of most asian men say chinese okay so i'm not talking about a certain parts of Asia. I'm talking about China, Japan, right? That sort of Asian, and you look at them, and then you they think about whenever the rednecks are like, "I saw an alien on the ship, and it was short, and it had slanted eyes, and it was real smart." And you're like, "Mike, most of the Chinese kids <laughs> that went to our high school, short, slanted eyes, real smart." Yeah. So well, maybe millions of years ago, they visited, banged a couple of white people, and then were like, "All right," and then let's see how they do, and they grew to be the smartest billionaire group of people. Yeah, or what about this? What if it's Asians from the future? What if, like, there's a war, China yeah. wins, right? And then everyone is Chinese eventually. And then in the future, they get evolved, like, because, you know, the gray aliens are so small and yeah. smooth. So the Asians evolve to look like gray aliens. And then their future, and they're just coming back. Coming they're time back, traveling. Check on them and they're stuff. They're just watching the movie of their victory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, see how it was uh, done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that could be true, too. Yeah. How you Either think? way, they're Asian. We figured it out. We figured it out. Yeah. I asked, uh, you ever see Dr. Michio Kaku? He's a um, physicist. physicist. He's a genius. And uh, he was on the show one time, and I go, hey, let me run my theory, your theory by it. He's Asian. And uh, I told I told him that, and he goes, "Yeah, uh, no, because um, any it, all you have to do is check the DNA." And I was like, "Oh yeah," and he's like, uh, "The DNA of Asian people is the same as everybody else." And I was like, "All right, you got me on that one, Doc. Get a little <laughs> DNA action, but get get me an alien, check his DNA, and then yes. we'll talk." So right now, I don't. Is Asian DNA same as everyone else? I guess DNA is human DNA. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it just sounds like he tried to stump you with some smart stuff. He did. He yeah. confused me because he's probably one of them. Yeah, like right now, yeah. yeah. When, you know, when you're dumb and you talk to a smart person, I bet you they're making half of that stuff up. <laughs> oh, for sure. They're just going, yeah, it's you can't do that because of the four nine and the flippers. And for, you're like, all right, I I I buy, I believe you. I hundred percent do that all the time, especially yeah. with my wife and kids. I have them thinking I'm a genius when they they say things and be like, well, why does the sun do that? Well, the sun does that because of the way the Earth rotates and it pulls it in. They go, oh, and I, go, I have no idea what I'm saying. But you don't want to let them know you're a dummy. So right. you just as long as you say it quickly and assertively, everybody believes that you know what you're talking about. Right. I have no clue, no clue. Right. Uh, all right. So you do history. I is what did that dummy, the Stefan, don't know about history other it, than stories about his father. I think his mom used to take him on, uh, you know, history tours. That's right. about it. Yeah. So what did you? What would you do each week? 
We would basically just, it was just a hook to kind of like. Uh, Get everybody in. Yeah, just like we would talk, we'd pick a topic and then we would just go wild. I mean, it was called History of Hyenas because hyenas has always been my favorite animal. Why? Because they're uh, a matriarchal society. They're, uh-huh. they're the wild. They're the, they, they cackle, which is funny to cause they do, chaos. They laugh, yeah. Um, they got a pseudo penis, so the women have these like pseudo penises and they give birth out of them. Out of so, the ween? Yeah, they're hung. Yeah, they got these like pseudo penises. So it's like not a functional penis, but it is a penis. It's like a little pouch of love, dude. It's a, it's a. It goes out. It protrudes. A, it's a long. No, it looks like a, it looks like a horn. Oh my! Yeah, and um, so the women are bigger. They're vicious. They're by any means necessary. They're cunning. They're uh, they're right. just a hilarious animal. But the women run the show. So you must definitely drink Bud Light. I shoot Bud Light cans. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, I don't. Yeah. What, I don't what, care. what do you got packing? Greek guys got big wieners? No, no dude. We, we gave it away with the statues. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we gave it away. <laughs> yeah. I, I had. I mean, we're the, showers, not growers, though. Right, right, yeah. right. I mean, we're growers, growers not showers. Growers. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. I, had, uh, I was talking about this earlier. I had the surgery yesterday, and I had to wear one of those gowns where you're naked underneath it, and I had to tie it at the neck. And when I woke up, you I was, said the surgery, what, like you transitioned. Yeah, oh. it's working on it. I had, a, I had the hernia surgery. Oh, hernia! And uh, and I had tied the gown on the neck to keep it on. And when I woke up, the neck was still tied, which means they just lifted it up from the bottom. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they saw it, and it probably was inside. It probably went backwards, and I don't know. That's not good because <laughs> it's not bad if they don't know you're on the radio. But tomorrow they're listening. They're like, this they like, know this is the guy who looks like a. A bird's nest. Yeah, I think about that. Like when I die, I think like it. Yeah, I don't want. I want it to be presentable. Yeah, I played basketball. And, How are uh, you planning on dying? <laughs> <laughs> I always think about like if I have a heart attack while I'm masturbating. Yeah, it's like you know, get it in a good shape first. Yeah, you want to get it in good shape. I used to do that. You know, I played basketball, and you know. Uh, needless to say, a few of those guys were hung. Or, yeah. more, more hunger. How do you say that? More hunger? Hungry? Hung, they were the hungest ever. Yeah. Can you, is that a verb? Don't say hungry. That okay. yeah. totally <laughs> implies something different. They're more hunger. Yeah. Hunger. They're more well hung. They're more well hung. Yes. That's a proper English. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we just you beat it against the side of your leg a few times before yeah. you go out there. You got you to work it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you got to work it up yeah. just, to, just to be able to hang with the boys. So my friends are doctor, and I said to him, I go, yeah, but if I go in and I got to show it to you, I got to work it up a little. And he goes, all right, now look at it from my perspective. Do you think I want to see that? Why do I have a <laughs> yeah. half-erect guy standing in front of me? I'm like, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> this guy likes me. Yeah. I didn't think, but I don't also don't want to make it where you have to blow into my nostrils to pop it back out here. Because I'm sure... That that's what would happen. It gets very it goes it gets very protective. It gets scared at times. Yeah, it's like a turtle head. Yeah, yeah not it's like even. It's head. like it's like the uh, it's like the spinning ball on the golden tee, like <laughs> just a little dome at the top, and it makes me nervous. But anyway, I get through it. And I don't care. I was drugged up. So. It's it gets bigger when you lose weight. That's a big. That's that's an underrated motivating factor to lose weight. It is true. A lot of people don't talk about. I feel Bobby it. Kelly told me about that, and I was he, like, really? He, he must be huge now. Yeah. Well, he's just. I mean, he could see. I mean, imagine. I know. It's like that reunion between him and his penis must have been like a soldier coming back from war seeing his sweetheart. <laughs> I missed you all these years. I just wanted to hug you, and now I can. But I don't get that. Like, um, that's a good fat joke that people use. Like, you can't even see your penis. I have never not been able to see my penis. And also, my penis is not very big. It's not like I never got to see because it, it was down by my knees. No, but I mean, I always could see a little piece of it to know that it's still there. Like, I don't know how fat right. people are that they can't see their own junk. Well, Bobby got pretty big. Yeah. Pretty, dude, I, I was with him yeah. so much last year. 
and uh, I've seen different stages of Bobby, and I didn't realize how big he was till you look now and see how skinny he is. I mean, he looks. I told him the other day, he looks like AI Bobby now. He looks like they like they <laughs> yeah. made him. He looks he looks great. Like I'm seriously considering having that surgery just because of how good he looks. Well, there you know, there's different levels of fat, right? Like you're a you're a I'm Italian fat. Yeah, you're like a normal fat, right? Where you could still make jokes about it. Yeah. Bobby got to the point where you can't make jokes about it. Yeah, he, he got right out of to like, oh, it's me. Sad fat. Yeah, he got it's like sad fat. Yeah, yeah so that's where he. It's got. fun. There's successful fat. Yeah, there where you look at guys and you go, oh, that guy's rich now. Look at these. Then there's um, uh, alcohol fat like Bert, where you just get it in the belly. You yes. know. So yeah, there's different ones and different levels of it. Yeah. I'm Italian fat. I've been been force fed uh, pasta my whole life. What do you yeah. want from me? You can you can make fun of it until you get to that Bobby level fat, and then you're like, all right. But Bobby's problem is he's short. Er, yeah. So and me, I carry it well because I'm almost six three. You know, yeah. this one here, this son of a bitch, he is like a guy who um, who shaves his head, then you find out he has a full head of hair. Galvin will decide, oh, I'm just going to run a marathon, and then he trains for a couple months, runs a marathon, and he drops a hundred pounds. You're like, I, and then you know, then he's like, oh, I'm going to gain thirty of it back, then lose twenty of it later on. Like those people, you might want to just push off a mountain. Me and De Niro. Yeah, you and De Niro, yeah. very much the same, except yeah. your choice in color, women. <laughs> Um. Yeah. What well, I mean, those are those are certain talents people have. I do not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. I'm glad Bobby's. He's back. He's AI Bobby. AI he, Bobby's funny. He does look like a. Looks like an AI art piece yeah. of himself. Yeah. It was like if the doctor told him draw the Bobby you want to be. Yeah. And they made that Bobby. Yeah. He looks great. He looks sexy as hell. All right. Couple of things I got to ask you about. First yeah. of all, um, I think I brought this up the other day too. Somebody, you put up a picture of your wife. Yeah, and to the point, I don't remember what she looked like, but I remember her being so pretty that I had to call Bobby and go, "Is that really Giannis's wife?" God damn, I, I remember her being gorgeous. Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah, and then Bobby said, "Yeah, I don't know what sucks you more. She's loaded. What does your wife do? <laughs> she's, she's not loaded. Yeah, it's funny when you see her. You're like, wait a second, that doesn't match his career. Oh, so no, trust me. That? I've been going through that my whole life. I yeah. know, I know. You say no, no, but uh, but I, uh, she was very naturally pretty. I remember. Yeah, and uh, and then what does she work? She doesn't work, and she's not loaded. And she just her dad's a doctor. She, she's, okay, got, so like, she's got like doctor normal money. doctor family money. She grew up spoiled. She's from Long Island, which is like you know. Yeah, I get it. They're their own species out there. Yeah, I'm married to a half Jew from Jersey, so I get it. Yeah, there yeah. you go. She's. I mean, my wife is half Greek, half Italian, but she like, you know, she went to a temple for uh, camp. She's like when I met her, I knew that. She grew up around Jews. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's you know when you're from Long Island, it's like that's part of the it's sure. part of the thing. Yeah. Now, uh, were your family mad that she wasn't full Greek? No, they didn't care. Wow. They didn't care. Also, my my mom had like pretty advanced dementia when um, when we started dating. So it was you like just lie to her. Yeah, I was yeah. just like I was like yeah, she's a hundred percent Greek. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, she's actually the first Greek girl I dated, which is wild. Really, it was a girl that I married. Yeah. Oh, so your parents were happy then. You finally, you got a Greek. Girl. Yeah. Uh, have you been to the homeland? I've been to the homeland. I was there last year. It's, it is. You don't like it? I love it. Oh, I love it. It's beautiful. It is. I, like if you said to me tomorrow, go live somewhere else, I would think I would go over there. That's probably good. It's, that's it a good is place. Santorini. We went to, but I'll tell you who's almost got you beat across the hall is Malta. I don't think I heard of Malta till we went to Malta. 
and that is like a fantasy land. Yeah, that is like a beautiful. That's just cliffs and water. That is place that its own country, Malta? It is. That's interesting, right? It doesn't yeah. seem like they deserve that. No, they would not win any wars for sure. Right. The only boat army they have are cruise ships. Yeah, there's, there's nothing else. There's a couple of those countries that have just been able to skirt by without being like they're just like Malta's allowed to be Malta. Then you got like. Switzerland is like Luxembourg, those little tiny countries. How did they survive all these like wars and stuff? Nobody's been like, hey, I'm going to take Luxembourg. Well, somebody, a couple of people thought it. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, but then if you do, then you're fighting with this country and this country. And they're like, all right, we'll let them go. We don't want that mess on our hands. Yeah, there's a few that have just been smart somehow. Like now, like Putin's like, I'm going to take Ukraine. Too close to me. It's it's like staring me in the face. I'm going to go get it. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of those people. Yeah. Why didn't we take Canada? We should. We could have. Yeah, they're right. That we still can. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. We're like, Canada, we're going to let you be Canada, but just know we could take it at any yeah. time. I mean, like should... Spanish knows I could smack him in the face anytime I want to. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Nothing he could do about <laughs> yeah, it. That's all right. Yeah. So Canada knows we could smack him anytime, but we're letting him just be Canada. Yeah. We're j- yeah. We may need you <laughs> to hide weapons up there and to do a coast. You need to send us syrup every once in a while. For the most part, though, we're just going to let you guys be. I mean, that would be an easy beat down. Sure. Canada. We don't even need guns. We go in there and just punch them in the face. No, we could just, yeah, we could just walk up there and say we're taking it. Sorry, but we want it back. Yeah. Thank you very much. We could just go hands up and we'll yeah. all go like that, all right? <laughs> <laughs> you were telling us before we were on the air that you and Nate Bargetti are, that you good, came up together and oh, yeah. friends. Yeah, close. It's Nate's been on the show a couple of times. He's one of those people that had been on the show and then blew up, so we'll never get him again. Yeah. Uh, him, Sebastian, those sort of people. Nate's the type of guy who'll do it, though. Oh, on the, uh, uh, no. Nate will come back. He's a sweet guy, yeah. yeah. Nate's a loyal guy. He'll go, guy. oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, I, I don't dislike, I dislike Sebastian because of it. Sebastian couldn't sell out size butters. We were the only one to put him on, and we put him on because he was on that Vince Vaughn uh, tour. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we'll talk to him about that. And then we became, like, kind of friends with him. And then all of a sudden he blew up and like, maybe I'll call you guys. I got to ask my mother, you know, and he's like, no, thanks. Um, then, uh, yeah, like they, he went to the arena and they were calling us up and they're like, please put Sebastian on the air. And we're like, no, he would never come in anymore. And now you got to sell tickets to the arena. Ma, please get me on. You think we'll get Kevin Hart back? No. <laughs> Kevin Hart climbed up on the little stool one day when he came in studio and they were getting him back. Mike didn't know who he was. I was like, uh, trust me, let's get him in here. And we got him in there. And then mm-hmm. he just, you know, arenas. Took over. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bert's the only guy that tells out arenas that we can, I think, still get in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Our, our, Bert our did my podcast the other day. So he yeah. did? Yeah, yeah. Bert attracts listeners. So yeah. what are you doing now? Just one by yourself? Yeah, the Giannis Pappas Hour. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's it's like good. A, it's a fun, like, it's like my daily show. It's like I, you know. So that bugs me now that I've been saying your name though wrong the whole time. You, you know, haven't, though. Pappas, you say, and I said Pappas. You can go either way. I don't, my, like, people call me Calta, and it's Calta, but I don't say anything either. I yeah. Care. But my dad gets very angry. Really? Uh, table for four, Calta? He goes, it's Calta. I go, why? You think she's going to send us <laughs> Christmas cards? It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're never, but he takes it very seriously. Yeah. And I couldn't care less either. Yeah, I don't. Giannis, I think you see, Giannis is like a. It's such a popular Greek name. Yeah, but in America, you know, obviously the basketball player uh, put it on the he put, he he put it, it on the map. Yeah. it's like on the map now. Right. He just pushed my Google. I'm like fifth now. Oh no, you, yeah. you were the first. Giannis. I was top for a while. It was top because a lot of people didn't know Yanni the singer. Yeah, and that's my same name because Greeks drop the S right. when you're talking to someone in first person. So now, yeah, he's yeah. 
Giannis is the most popular Giannis. Okay, so... Uh, but my name, he's made my name not as weird as it used to be. True, yeah. true. Was that tough in school? Oh, Uranus was the big one. Uranus, yeah. Uranus was the big one, yeah. See, now... Janus, Janus. Any way you can put anus in there. Yeah. Yeah. Greeks go... I go way back with the Greeks because my old... My landlord used to be Calicus. Uh, Nick Calicus and his kids, George and Tommy. And this is how I learned Greek at the age of seven. Because Yoda was his mother. Yoda would yell out the window, Tommy! And he'd go back, Titus, mama? I don't know what that means, but I know that that means Tommy, what's up, mom, or something. Like, what do you want from me? Where did you grow up? In Staten Island. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're a Staten Island kid. Yeah. Staten Island. Staten Island. It's one word, Staten Island. We had a basement apartment where I got pneumonia <laughs> twice uh, while the Greeks lived upstairs and were the landlords. Yeah, Greeks are... Greeks are love buying a joint yeah greeks need to own their own joint a diner and a house they can't and i think that has a lot to do with being uh, enslaved by the turks for 400 mm. years they need their own joint everything's got to be you there can't now. be an employee plus i think they just they need to own their own business because they leave for one month out of the year uh-huh. they go to greece go home yeah. like august is just it's funny when you hire a greek it's basically like they just tell their boss, like, hey, I'm going back to the homeland. Yeah, you've, I'm uh, I'm quitting in August, <laughs> and you can hire me again. They just get another job every right. uh, September and October. In Staten Island, every diner is owned by Greek people. Oh, uh, yeah. They, that's how they unite the kingdom. It's all Nick's diner. Yeah. Nick's diner was all over, and it's not even the same Nick. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, I mean, that's, that's why. That's why they unite the family. They do. They go, like, we're, we're the Odysseus, uh, Odysseus Diner, and we'll, uh, we're going to unite the with the Starlight Diner right. in in uh, Jersey, and we unite the, the kingdoms. Yeah, that's how. <laughs> diner like, kingdoms. First time you ever had a, uh, a Euro or a Slovakia, you got it from a, a diner, and then it all just turned into cheese fries at night. Yeah, and that's why the Greeks supported Trump. They were like, you know, because, I, I mean, like, no, they, they, they they would support Trump, but they were nervous about the wall. They didn't want the wall. No. Because they were like, look, man, if he builds that wall, we're going to build a tunnel underneath the wall <laughs> to, like, you're not taking those Mexicans from me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. Need them? An underground, like, Greek diner railroad. Dude, that's what's changed, though. So when I was a kid, if you owned a pizza place, you were Italian. Yeah. Now you go in. If you own a pizza place, you're probably still Italian if you own it, but you're Indian if you're making the pizza. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And in New York, it's Mexicans making the yeah. pizza. Mexicans make everything. The that, Italian food, everything. That's so funny. Yeah. The kitchens are just uh, waiters, everything. Mexicans. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at the Mexicans. I, it's weird because I, I like to get political sometimes, and people are like, what about the wall? And I go, well, I believe that all. All everybody should come in legally the right way, but I don't have that that dilemma that Texas or California has. I'm good with the Mexicans here. Yeah, the Mexicans are the hardest working people and the least complaining people. Like, why are we mad at them? Oh, in the Northeast, especially, they, yeah. they really work hard. Yeah, but so, yeah, yeah, the Greeks the diners is like that's the way. I guess we came in through sponges and diners. That's fine. Yeah, Greeks brought us good stuff, so that's why we're not mad at the Greeks. They brought us. Uh, well, let me tell you what they what the democracy. Democracy, yeah. yeah that's a good let me one. ask you about the women, yeah. though. Now, this is one of the things I learned about the Greek women from Yoda Calicus. So Yoda got locked out of her apartment one time, and the Italian across the street lent her a ladder to climb to the top window so she can go in through the window, but she couldn't climb the ladder because she wasn't wearing underwear. 
Is that a is that a? And she was old, like she was like in her sixties. Is that a thing with the Greek women? They don't want undergarments. Not that I know. I remember you were just like, you stay over here. And yeah. we're like, what? And she's like, I got no one. We were like, oh. No. And I was like, I'm young. I at least want to see something. I'll take a look at Yoda. Yoda. Is that a common name, Yoda? No, I don't. Even, yeah, it must have been short for something. When Star Wars came out, we were yeah. like, oh my god. Did she look like Yoda? No, no, yeah. no. She wasn't attractive by any means. But I did yeah. also find out. That uh, Tommy Click has told me that his mom had porno tapes hidden. Not his dad. His mom had porno tapes hidden, which was a big deal. Wow. She was the first woman I ever saw that liked porn. Wow. Yeah, this is in the 70s. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's not wearing underwear. Well, maybe. Yeah. I remember we found my friend's uh, a mom's vibrator oh, yeah. when we were little. Yeah. And do you know what it was? We had no idea what it was. Uh, thought it was like a lifesaver or something. Like a, she was a Star Wars fan. You look back at it now, you're like, oh, we know. We know that's what's up. She, yeah. That's how I should have sniffed it. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I, that's a natural thing to do now, isn't well, it? Well, kids, we it was all about the sniff. Yeah. You remember? It was just, not just like, kids. I would do this. I'd be like. Yeah. It was Everything was like, you know, when you hooked up with a girl, it was all you. Yeah, yeah. You'd throw fingers or you gave the peace sign. It was the sideways peace sign. Yeah. Take, yeah, it was like yeah, a, test it. Yeah, test, take a peek. If you could smell it before this, yeah. then you knew you had problems. <laughs> if you just got an area... You didn't want to go wash your hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I used to carry, when I was single, I used to carry hand sanitizer in my car for that reason. Sometimes you just, you'd come out and you'd be like, I got to go somewhere and I, I can't. I got to go yeah. do something. It was hand sanitizer and rubbing alcohol because I didn't know how dirty it would get. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. <laughs> uh, let me remind everybody, this is Giannis Pappas in the studio with us. He'll be at Side Splitters tonight, 8 and 10.30. I think the early shows are sold out, and uh, Saturday, 8 and 10.30. So go see The Late Show's funnier anyway. I like the, the comics uh, complain because The Late Show, they say everybody's drunk, but I like The Late Show the best. They're fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, The Late Shows are fun. I mean, they they are a little drunker, obviously, but it's they're, they're fun, yes. Do you have anybody with you that you yeah, know? Yeah, my buddy Jared Harvin, who opens for me. Okay. He travels with me. It's great. That's fun. You get to take somebody with you that you, you got, like. It gets a point where you, it gets to a point where you have to. Yeah. Like it used to be like when I was younger, I would just whatever local comic, and then you just hang out by yourself. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, you just need a friend. When you're married, it's gonna be tough. If I was single, I'd be trying to bang a girl in every town, no matter how fat she was or whatever I can get, just because who cares? You're leaving on Monday. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, comics. Most comics live that life where they're single for a while. Yeah. But they don't take care of themselves during that period. True. They're not like rock stars who perform with their shirts off, except right. for Bert. Right, right, he doesn't right. take care of himself. He's not helping yeah. me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you just like, it's this, it, it, you don't, you don't, we don't get like a high level of, of tang. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you can, if you're Nick DiPaolo, you're like a good looking guy. You know what I mean? Like you could pull it off. You got a good looking face. Yeah. But I was like fat the whole time. Yeah. I was like a mess also, you know, and we're like neurotic hooking up with the comics. Like, you know, it's like, they're like, can you, yeah. Can you use hand sanitizer? Can you close the curtains? <laughs> it's like hooking up with Woody Allen. It's not a sexy <laughs> situation. If you go to, if you go to uh tarpon tomorrow, Will they sniff you out? Will they be like, hey, you know, welcome, where are you from? Will they know right away? I think they could tell by the threaded eyebrows. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, how is it that you and the world's most handsome man, John Stamos, become friends? Ah, uh, that he, that was interesting. He reached out to me. Like, he was, um, he somehow f saw my uh, comedy. Right. Like, I have a Greek character I've been doing for years. I got big with the Greek community, Mr. Panos. I think he saw that. And then uh, he's Josh Peck.
Yeah. Uh, was listening. Drake and Josh? Yeah, he's uh, from Drake and Josh. He's a big fan of my podcast. He listens. Oh, really? And uh, I think he got Stamos into it, and then Stamos started liking it. He listens, and then... Because they have that Fox show together. Yeah, yeah, they did. That's right. They had that show. So they're close friends. And so he learned about me through him, I believe. And then he reached out to me. He was like, hey, man. Like you really email. He, uh, yeah, he messaged me on Instagram or so something. So what is it? It says, you gotta, when you look and you see, you have a verified message from John Stamos. First, I'd be like, what could this be about? Well, here's the best part. I used to date uh, Jesse Mae Peluso, who's a comic. Okay. And she was, like, obsessed with John Stamos. And uh, so now that I've become really good friends with John Samuels, I feel like I've really won. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's like it's funny how like the universe kind of conspires yeah. against it, the karma. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Go. Enjoy that, girl. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. So it was. It was. I was like at first. I was like John Stamos, American icon. Yeah. But now after you become friends with somebody, it's funny. It's like I see his call and I'll be like, oh, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call him later. Did I do the same thing? <laughs> I actually have said to my wife, if I ever thought there'd be a day that whoever was calling me and I wouldn't answer the phone, it blows my mind. That's <laughs> so funny. It is. I'm like, uh, I don't feel like FaceTime with John Stamos. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, so if I would have told that to be five years, I'd be like, what? Yeah. 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 That's a. <laughs> Hilarious. Like sometimes I'm, I'll be at dinner or whatever, and somebody will call that's famous, and my son will go, answer it. And I go, I don't feel like talking about it. I, I got it. That's hilarious. He's the nicest guy, though. Oh, He's yeah. the coolest. He's a normal dude. No baby blood. I checked. I went to the basement. Mm-hmm. There's no tap. Listen, yeah. if he's drinking baby blood, it, it, like I think my wife drinks a little baby blood. Yeah. My wife is 45 years old, and she does not look it. My, there are several people I know. That I always go, you drink baby blood. And that's fine. It's working for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was, I tell this story all the time. I was at Howard Stern's birthday party and I was in a conversation circle somehow with Justin Thoreau, Adam uh, Levine from Maroon 5, John Stamos, and me somehow. Like me and one of them were talking and then the others came around. And at one point, I just stopped and I looked at them and I go, "Excuse me," I was like, "I'm just in the wrong." I, even though I started the I'm circle, at the wrong lunch table. I'm at the wrong lunch table. I just <laughs> noticed and I was like, "Time to exit." You, I think that I think they respect that when they know that it just got it got too good for you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like being it's like a talent being born. It's like Michael Jordan had an athleticism. John Stamos is just a beautiful man. But John God Stamos given. did it the right way. Like you, John Stamos didn't become David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff was good looking and he was cool and they loved him in Germany and he became a douchebag. John Stamos was like, nope, I'm just going to keep, like, he doesn't live at the Playboy Mansion. He doesn't do it. He just did it right. Yeah. Know? He's married. His wife is gorgeous. Yeah. She's nice. He got a kid. He got sober. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's like no chip on his shoulder. He makes jokes. Like, if you go to his Twitter profile, I think it's the description is like X teen heartthrob. Right, like, he right. gets it. We had we were friends with Saget. Saget has been on the show a lot, yeah. and I asked Saget about when uh, Stamos's TV wife was going to jail for that thing. And Saget's like, "I'm not going to talk about it." And I was like, "All right." And he goes, "Those people are my family, and I'm not going to sit here and talk." And I was like, "Ooh, I get it, buddy. I get. I was I was more um, taken emotionally that he loved those people. They loved each other. Like most people that work together for that long don't like each other. That's an interesting thing you brought that up. I always wanted, they are so, they're, they were all close. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, after the show, off camera. Yeah. The three of them were like, like Saget and, uh, Coulier and, and, and Stamos. Stamos and Coulier were close, like best friends. Yeah. You know, even after the show. I mean, Saget and Stamos were, I, Stamos was like distraught. 
Oh, I mean, sure. it was like they were so close. Do you know any, uh, did you ever, I don't want to break your relationship uh, boundaries, but do you ever hear anything about how Saget passed away? Like, I know that there's some story that nobody's talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything. The guy was here in Orlando, yeah. in his hotel room alone, talked to his wife, and then dies from blunt trauma to the head, and nobody wants to talk about it. Was it blunt trauma? Yes. They said he might have fallen, yeah. hit his head, didn't realize he hit it that hard, talked to his wife, then lay down and died. Yeah. Which I guess could kind of make sense, but doesn't seem like it makes sense. Yeah. I, di- I think it's under ask wraps. Ask get back to me. Uh, yeah. I should ask him. It's a, it's a rude question. How do you bring <laughs> yeah. that up? Hey, are you here, yeah, man? man? Again, I'm really, again, I know I'm you guys sorry yeah. for what Next time Giannis comes back, guess who I'm not friends with anymore? Uh, yeah. I, I'm really sorry, but uh, <laughs> does Sagan have any enemies? Right? Do you know the first thing I thought? I mean, he was here in weeks before that happened. And they, when I read that story, I said, I hope he was on cocaine. Like, yeah. I want there to be something where I go, oh, it's your fault. Because he was too nice of a guy to just die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was the first guy to come in here after COVID. And he and I was like, we could do a phoner if he has to. And they're like, no, he wants to come in. I was like, ah, that's great. Because he, he doesn't have to. He didn't need to sell tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was just that guy. He, we had a relationship with him, and he and he was good. That's the best. That's how it should be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't look. I, uh, I, there are certain people, like Bobby is allowed to call in whenever he wants. There are certain people like that we have relationships and phoners are, are just, if I, if I call Bobby on a whim and we have a conversation on the air, it's funny. It's great. But if I say, Hey, we have to go to this guy. He's calling in to plug his gigs. It's a ratings killer. We can see when people tune out. It's a ratings killer, no matter who it is. Right. And, uh, that's why when people are like, Oh, he can call. And we're like, no, you get somebody to come in the studio, even if people don't know who it is. The conversation just becomes magical, and and that makes it so much better for they pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been in the business a while, and it's like, yeah. There's certain people who uh, everything is about their ascension. Yeah, um, and that's hollow. That's the things you learn in life, like your ascension and the things that you do for yourself, and the more money you make or the more fame you get. It, you always want more. You get to the next level, and you're like, "I want another." Right, and then right. you're never fu- you're you're trying to fill a hole that can't be filled. But when you live life for the relationships, yeah. that is all, you never feel empty, right? So totally. it's like it should not be about the size of anything. It should be about what you enjoy. When you when you start living for like who I love, who I like, and what I enjoy, then you don't feel that emptiness anymore. That's a good like Bert. A lot of people don't get that lesson. They should. I was going to say, who is the nicest guest that we have on? uh, Besides me. uh, You know, who has been highs, lows, whatever. The nicest, most personable will always go above and beyond. Who do you think it is? I know who I think. Who? Tell me. Brett Michaels. Oh, yeah. Brett Michaels is great. Brett Michaels will actually call you after an interview just to say thank you again. Yeah. And invite you out to the show and do all that stuff. Like every time, that's amazing. Last yeah, time yeah. he played in uh, in town, that's amazing. Guy showed up with an autographed guitar, and he was like, "Brett wanted me to send this over to you." Yeah, he's look. It's smart business too, yeah. but he's genuinely a nice dude. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Saget that's was one of those guys that was yeah. good to us. We've had we have played, but but um, it's the Sebastians of the world that I'll always remember that bug me that like you couldn't sell out sidesputters. And now you're doing well and you forget the people. Because I don't know how much radio he even got to do before. Because people don't take chances on comics that don't have big names. Right, know? right, right, right. That bugs me. Uh, that bugs me about uh, about comics a lot. Um, Bert, though, Bert's been a long... Bert and I have been friends for over 20 years. And Bert's at a level now where he's got a movie coming out. 
He's selling out arenas around the country, <laughs> around the world. He's a massive. He's he's, he's as big ma- as it gets. Yeah. Right, doing right. his own tours that he's putting together. You yeah. know, big comedy festival and then, tours. And, and we stuff. talk occasionally. Like we text a lot, but we talk occasionally. And he calls me two days before the thing. He goes, "Hey, we're going to be in town. We're going to get there at like seven thirty, and we'll come in." And blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Like I didn't even ask. I don't have to ask. You know, he's just that loyal guy. You know, because he didn't need to sell any tickets. The thing sold out, and he's like, "No, I just love doing it. I love doing it. I yeah." Love doing well, you know, my podcast is, you know, it's a good size, but not big. But, yeah. yeah, he came and did mine, and I record in Brooklyn, and he showed up in Brooklyn, and it was like, and he contacted me. Yeah, he's good like he that. He asked me to yeah. do it. And I was like, oh, I didn't, yeah, all right. Did I mean, you, we're uh, friends, but. Have yeah. you been out to L.A.? Did you do Something's Burning? Yes, I've done Something's Burning. That's we, a fun thing to do. Yeah, we did it a couple of years ago. It was me and Schultz were but on that's, But that's why. Yeah. Because Bert will remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just, Bert's, Bert's just a great guy. He's a, I just feel like he's uh, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. He's just like, uh, he's a fun-loving guy who likes a good time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's in it for the good time. He is 100% yeah. in it for the good time. I tell the best story about Bert is when they say, why is Bert so funny? Because Bert's not doing it for you. He's doing it for him. Yeah. He's and he wants to joke. He's doing the stuff to make himself laugh. Yeah. If you laugh with him, that happens to be good. He looks like he's having a great time. Exactly. He's not like miserable and he's having a great Speaking time. Speaking of miserable, I love when Bobby's miserable. <laughs> if I can make Bobby Kelly miserable, it makes me laugh so hard. He was here for a while and he He's was, funny when he's miserable. Oh, he's yeah, so funny. Yeah. He was driving a car and every time he, he'd start, I just pushed the button and put it in park and he'd start to drive and it'd be in park, dude. <laughs> By the third time, he was like, I mean, it's not funny anymore. We have a whole family of kids in the car. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'd do it again when he wasn't looking. Dude, he's so he's so much fun when he's angry, Bobby. You know, you know what happened? Uh, Bobby, so this one time, it's a famous incident on his podcast, right? Where I wasn't on. I wasn't a guest, but Verzi was on. And, you know, me and Verzi are close friends. Yeah. And um, so I was downstairs at the cellar. And uh, I, I I got a shawarma, uh-huh. and I brought it up to the studio, and I was like eating it. And there was this policy there where there's no food in Outside the food, in the yeah. studio. So I came in, and I was like eating it, and <laughs> Carmen hit that. Oh, Carmen, yeah. okay, good. It's pretty good though. I only did I was half a one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he just flipped on me. He's like, there's no food in you do it. You did it. He was like, you did it personally. And it was funny. <laughs> personally. He was like, this is personal. You was a personal tech. You did it. And I was like, dude, I did. no, I just forgot. Like, I'm just eating a shawarm. I didn't right, do this. Right. I didn't do this to, per, like, show you up. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And there was a moment where he's screaming at me, and I was just looking at him. And uh, then he just started laughing. We just started laughing. That's what he does. <laughs> That's what he does. He gets so mad that he laughs. Yeah, it's like, what am I? What are we doing? Here? What are you doing? You're you screaming make, at me for sh- taking a bite of a shawarma. You want to make him really mad? I was like, this isn't about you. This is about your step parents. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you want to make him really mad? Don't answer the phone when he calls. Yeah, I would say ninety percent of the time I don't answer the phone on purpose just to hear the message. Oh, the message is you great. know. I call you. I don't really call anybody. Sometimes I need to talk. I'm in the car for a little while, and he just gets mad. And then I I listen to the message. I laugh, and then I call him back, and he hello. Oh, he's mad. He's the best, number one best friend. I love Bobby Kelly. Yeah, he's the most lovable. He is. He's the most lovable guy. The meanest lovable guy. Yeah, in he's just lovable. Uh, Giannis Pappas is here with us. He's going to be at Side Splitters tonight and tomorrow night, eight and ten thirty. The ten thirty shows are available. Go to sidesplitterscomedy.com, and you can find uh, tickets there. You can actually pick your seat, see where you want to sit, see what's available. 
Now, uh, you and Stefano, would you say still friends? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. He's another one. A cordial, we're fine. Yeah, uh, I guess, you know. Like, if you saw him, you wouldn't punch him. No, yeah. I mean, it's not like... We didn't When's do any- the last time We didn't time do we anything to each other's families. It was just, yeah. Right. I actually have not seen him. It's wild for, like, uh... Well, I saw him in Montreal for a second. We okay. kind of said hello. That was this summer. And it was just like a quick hello. But besides that, it's been, yeah. It's been do you get a real hello? Or do you get, hey, beautiful, hey, baby, like one of those things? No. Yeah, I mean, the fans, you know, it was a really, it had a really rabid fan base. And it was just about to explode. Right. So people were really confused and upset that it stopped. So why it ended, yeah. Yeah, he, he started another one with Sal Volcano. Now, yeah. do you feel bad about it? Do you feel like he left you for another woman? No, I mean, you know, it's just he did what he did. For, you know, he's on a, a trajectory that, you know, he wants. Mm-hmm. He wants and he does a certain comedy. I do a certain comedy. What would you say is the number one thing to bring a comedian down? Even a comedian who's at its height of fame. Uh, I would say um, uh, sexual assault. Well, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Maybe a second one. <laughs> maybe a second thing. Like, like maybe... Um, it's probably number one. I mean, number if, two. If this was Family Feud, I would go survey says that one. Yeah. <laughs> Show me sexual abuse. <laughs> uh, Pappas's, you could steal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you say uh, maybe let's like borrowing other people's material? Yeah, that would take you down. Especially with the internet. That would, the internet, if you do that in this day, you got to be crazy because uh, the fans just will catch it. I mean, they, they catch every dude. They like... I had this, I, my brother's special needs, right? And I went on a podcast and I was telling this thing, story about my brother, you know, about like, uh, and people were like, that's Shane's thing. And I was like, what? what? Shane, like, oh, it's yeah. Shane Gillis. And I was like, what? I, you know, no. Yeah. And then I went and watched the thing that Shane, it had nothing to do with but my thing. But it just said special needs. But like, right so away. that's how in tune, like a lot of these crazy, now listen, they should have better things to do with their day. Yeah. But, you know, eventually there will be a compilation of you. Uh, if, if you yeah, do it, like... Talk to Carlos here. Yeah, talk to, talk to Amy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there will be a compilation. I got to tell you, I'm one of the few people I think that loves Carlos Mencia. Yeah. I don't... Uh, I watch the Rogan stuff. I watch the Ari stuff and all that. I get it. But, but Mencia tells a very interesting side of the story. Like, I told him, to me, it would be great if you went on Rogan's podcast now and the two of you hammered it out. Because Carlos is not afraid to talk about stuff and shy away from anything. And he will tell you, he's like, yes, I told this joke and Aria told that joke. But I told that joke in 1994, you know, and he's like, I didn't steal it from Aria. We told the same joke. And, you know, I don't know what's true and what's not, but he has a definite uh, way that he says that it happened. And I think that if him and Rogan sat down, it would be some of the best radio ever here. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I, you, ever, you know, are you familiar with The Vault in New York City, the sex club? Yes. So when I grew up as a kid, HBO had this show called Real Sex, and they I took you, into the, sex, yeah. they took you yeah. into the vault. And I was in high school, so I was like, where is this magical place? Years later, I'm in New York for a radio convention. And before Love Lines with Dr. Drew and Adam Crowley, it was Love Phones with uh, uh, Dr. Judy. And she was a sex therapist on Z100. And Dr. Judy is a radio person. She was at this radio convention, and she took us to the vault. And we went there, and it was not what I expected. It was a lot of naked men walking around masturbating. Jesus Christ. A lot of Filipino men with women parts, and it was just very confusing. Wow. Yeah, you can go upstairs if you were a couple, but mostly the action was downstairs, and it was mostly dudes. And the dudes just looking for a woman, and the women were hard to come by there. So at some point, I had to go make a number one, go to the bathroom. And I went in the bathroom, 
and they had those long floor to chest urinals like you'd have in a grade school. Yeah. And I'm over there and I'm I'm in the urinal and I hear moaning coming from the last stall and the door is open. So it's not like people doing it. It's just somebody like uh, talking. So I look over and there's a person laying on the floor. So I think maybe that person is hurt or dying. All I see is a hand and a head. And I look over and the guy's mumbling something. I go, are you okay? And he's mumbling. I go, are you okay? And what he was saying was he wanted me to urinate on him. Oh. And I, you know, I'm like 25. You didn't know the code word. I yeah. did not know the code word. <laughs> and I go, oh, and okay. And I and I leave without washing my hands. Yeah. I go out there and I go, I, I was just... I was just out there, and this guy, and then I was with this guy Tom Steele, and Tom goes, "I'm gonna go do it." And Tom went in the bathroom, and I was, like, I don't know if Tom actually did it, <laughs> but I tell this story on the air, and uh, a guy I used to work with hears me telling this story, and then years later, he tells the story in the first person, like it happened to him, and I was like, "You were there, and you left an hour before this even happened." And then I tell the story, and now it has become your story. Yeah. And and people look at me, and they're like, "Hey, you told that story. Remember, you're lying." I'm like, I, "I was there, and I was with other people." Yeah. So how does that that annoys the hell out of me? That's pathological. Yeah. Oh, it's trust like, me. Uh, yeah, it's pathological. I, in in comedy, it's a pattern. Like you know, comics know. You start to know, like someone starts to get a reputation, and then it's just a pattern. Yeah. You know, because the thing about people who like to steal is, I think they get off on it. I think they're like it's something. I think they kind of get off on it or, or something. Or do you think some of them, let me ask you That's this. That's why they eventually get caught because they like always get too bold because they love it. That's like, yeah. you, you know, it's like. Um, or if you told it, see, this is what I think. Yeah. Or at least this is what happens to me, I'm going to be honest. If I see a comic that is not famous or I don't like or is not funny, but he tells one good joke and I'm like, I can make that a lot funnier. That's where I get tempted to be like, I'm gonna take that and make that funny. But you can't do that. You know no, what I mean? Can't. We can't. And it's uh, a it's a like a it's a like a premeditated. It's like yeah. murder one in the comedy community. Right, right, right. Like you it, know you, what you're doing. It, comedian, you just and it works. That pressure from the comedy community works. It's a weird thing now because with the internet, like so many people call themselves comedians. Yeah, and there, you know, so many people are. I don't think the internet kids respect they don't come from that community so they'll just take something yeah yeah. yeah. but like in this if you're a stand-up comic that, that and worked open mics oh, and dude, went around, and you're oh, like yeah. it will catch up to you yeah it do will, you it's bad do you so so yeah, would you uh pursue that if somebody was uh stealing your material yeah yeah if someone was stealing but yeah if someone was i always have i have it's happened to me uh, and i'm i'm pretty aggressive with it yeah but it, it's like you know, yeah, if it's my material, if it's my stand-up material, right. yeah, if it's my material for sure. Mm, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. There may be videos coming out, I'm just saying. Yeah. There may I be mean, side, side-by-side videos. The thing, <laughs> the thing, <laughs> the thing is when it, it has to come from like a big comic. Right. That's the thing. Because uh, if someone starts developing a pattern or whatever is stealing, like in your, it, you know, it has to come from a big respected comic. Sure. It can't come from like a, you know, someone, because then I'd be like, nobody ah, cares. you're just hating on them and yeah, nobody yeah, cares yeah. or they'll just go, ah, oh, you're hating on them. But like say they were two guys that worked together at one point, <laughs> then that could be a big deal. Just saying. Yeah. I would check like, YouTube for like a couple that. weeks. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> uh, Giannis is going to be at Sidesplitters tonight and tomorrow night. I'm glad you got up early and made it here. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for all the times you've been on the Calton Kelly podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I love, I love it. Love you guys. Uh, I go and where do people find the uh, Giannis Papa Sour? You can find it on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. You get uh, you know, um, you know, anywhere you listen anywhere to you podcasts pop, or yeah. YouTube, you can you can catch it.
Yeah, and you know, I, follow me on Instagram. I listen, I'm gonna be honest. I, I like Giannis as a person, but also like his comedy. Very funny, good Thank stuff. You. I swear, I'm gonna try and come on Saturday. I know it's not making a difference to you, but I'm just telling you my intention. It does. I love if you my come. intention, or or yeah. Sunday I'll text you. And yeah, be like, oh, I know. I remember, I had surgery the other day. I wasn't feeling. Yeah, good. I, I'm good. It's good that you you were able. You were just greenlit to be able to do the show right after the hernia surgery. Yeah. So they they told me it was only gonna take like an hour. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And it was all laparoscopic, so I got like little holes over here. Yeah. And then they were done. Oh. Yeah. So, and then last night, but I like slept little holes I, doesn't sound. That sounds. That's not great, right? The little holes hurt this morning when yeah. I woke up. Like I do have pain medication, but I couldn't take it this morning, or else I'd be talking with my tongue hanging out of my right. mouth. So, uh, yeah, they're. I mean, it's it's a little sore, but yeah. it's not nearly as bad. Yeah, it's worse that they, what they do is they pump you up with gas. Like yeah, your stomach blows, and they can get in there and work. And uh, the, I have the gas like traveling through my body, and that hurts. But other than that, fine. And how did you know you had a hernia? Because I went to a place called Lifeguard Imaging, yeah. and they do a full body scan of your body, and then they tell you in numbers what the likelihood would be that you'll have a heart event in the next five years, a heart attack or something. So my wife, zero. My best friend, Pete, who's built like me, zero. Bobby Kelly, fat Bobby Kelly, 11. Mike Calta, 2,500. Drove straight to the cardiologist's office. Wait, wait, 2,500. That's my calcium score. Oh, like you my, did the calcium score. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I went straight to the cardiologist. They did a heart cath. They checked it out. I had a little bit of blockage, no stint, nothing to worry about. I was good. Now I'm on this health kick. But the lifeguard people are like, you also have a hiatal hernia. And I'm like, well, that's what's kind of like that's causing heartburn and all that problem. So uh, that was able to be easily fixed. I got to get one of those scans. I can have you do it while you're here if you want. I'd love to. It would take you 10 minutes. Can I do it? 100%. Yes. 100%. The place is called Lifeguard Imaging. And if if you go over there and uh, do it, they will they will do it for you 100%. I'll do it. I'll okay. pay whatever it is. No, they'll do yeah. it for you for free. They'll do it. They're good people as long as you post about uh, your scan and, and what your score is if you feel like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I said. HIPAA I'm, violations, you know. Whatever. Yeah, well. <laughs> They can't do it. You can do it. Yeah. I said to them, I go, no matter what my score is, I'm going to talk about it on the air. Like, you don't have to. I'm like, I have to. I'm yeah. going to do it. But it's it's important because uh, a guy like me who feels super healthy and all that stuff, I mean, I know I'm fat and all that, but I go in at 51 years old and come out with a $2,500. You got to go get that checked out. Yeah, you got to make yeah, sure yeah, you're okay. Yeah. And there have been people that I know that heard me talk about it went, and they're like, I, I had to have two stints put in. I had no idea. There is Martin Gramatico who used to kick for the uh, Buccaneers, a Super Bowl champion kicker. He is kind of like the spokesman for the place. He made a, a guy that was a father of one of his kids' soccer players. He made them go in and get checked out because he thought he might have some. Guy comes in clear. The wife's there. They force the wife to go. She's like, I don't want to do it. Or she ends up having a 90% blockage, almost had a heart attack. They wow. had to take her and they had to clear her. Yeah, so it's it's not always, it has no discrimination. It's not old people, young people, fat people, skinny people. So, yeah, if you want to get it done. I definitely This is going to be our that. new thing. Yeah. Comics yeah. come to yeah. Tampa. I'm doing it. We do yeah. our show. We give them a coffee, and then we send them over to Lifeguard and everything. Doing, and they can see, like, cancer and all that stuff, too? To the point of the yeah. tip of a pencil. Uh, so when you go get a cancer scan, yeah. it doesn't have the the same thing that they have. where they like They can't, if it's behind something and it's only the size of the tip of a pencil, most scans can't see that, but this scan can. There's only like a couple of them in the country. I'll do it right now, dude. dude. I'm gonna call yeah. them right now. We're gonna get you. Thank in. you. Yeah, I'm doing. Spanish, it. call Frankie. See if they got time to uh, get Giannis. We'll send you. Right. It's not far. It's like kind of where you're going. So, oh, I'd love to. Yeah, do it. yeah. It's Lifeguard annoying. imaging. Bobby, me and Bobby have this thing where he sends me his heart rate. Yes, and it pisses me well, off. Well, he was only an 11. Yeah. I was so mad. He goes, "You're not even happy for me." I go. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I mean, at least be, I had like a 1,200 so I could be like, oh, you're we close. You're half me. 
At 2,500, you're at 11, you fat bastard. Yeah. That bothers me. Dude, his resting heart rate's like 50. I'm like, what are you, an Olympic athlete? No, you're it's my sauna. I'm yeah. in the sauna every day. It's just genetic. A lot of that stuff's genetic. It's unfair. It is totally unfair. Yeah. Like, my hairline is totally unfair. <laughs> my father, that son of a bitch, 72 years old, full head of black hair. Yeah. Me, this. Yeah. What can I tell you? <laughs> Giannis, great seeing you. Great seeing you. We're going to send you over to Lifeguard. Don't be depressed. If you come out of them, you have a high score. Yeah, dude, if I got a high score, it'll be Don't weird. Don't ruin like, your shows. Yeah, I'll still perform fine. Yeah. Listen to me. Uh, it'll be good to know, so I'll get it taken care of. That's exactly yeah. what you need to know. All right, good. Yeah. I feel like we saved another comic. Thank you. We we should have sent Saget over there. Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. Ask Damos. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. It's a Mike Calta show. We'll be back to wrap things up. It's 1025 The Bone. You're listening to the Mike Calta Show on 102.5 The Bone. Want to know what's up in the world? We'll put down those funyuns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.